I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the show. This hour, we will go around the NFC South, check in on the Saints rivals in Tampa, then Atlanta, and then Carolina as their training camps have started. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll. Yeah, it's about Mike Thomas again. When do you think Michael Thomas is going to show up? Will he report before August 6th, that deadline where if he wants to count this as a year of service in the NFL, that's when he'd have to show up. You can cast your vote, yes or no, www.com and the radio.com app. Again, this weekend, tomorrow, Saturday, and then on Sunday, we'll have a couple of shows for you after training camp. Tomorrow, it's Christian and Bobby Hebert from 3 to 6. Sunday, it's myself and Deuce McAllister from 3 to 6. So set your alarms and be part of that audience. Right now, we'll start our Around the NFC South by checking in with Mark Cook, editor-in-chief of the Pewter Report, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there, at MarkCook1970 on Twitter. He's been on the show quite a bit, actually, during football seasons. Mark, how are you doing tonight? I am doing good. I'm just actually uh, almost home from the Buccaneers training camp today. They, they've uh, changed things up as far as their times go under Bruce Arians, starting at 4 o'clock and then at 6.30. And then, of course, you know, we got work to do after that and then drive home. So, anyway, but I, you know what? I prefer the afternoons and evenings. I'm not a morning guy, so this works out okay for me. I'm not either, and now I'm jealous because it's 8 o'clock here, and I have this show at night, so it's made things ridiculous. How, how are the players and everybody responding to that change? You know, I think I think they like it fine. Um, you know, Dirk Cutter was different. You know, he liked to do things early in the morning, and, and, you know, I guess there's some benefit to that from his perspective or was, uh, but Bruce is big about, you know, trying to match up his camp times with his game times and the Buccaneers will have some four o'clock starts, particularly early in the season with those home games, because it's brutally hot at one o'clock in Tampa. Oh, listen, you're from new Orleans. You understand living on the Gulf coast. Yeah. It's not a whole lot of difference between one o'clock and four o'clock. If it's been blazing sun all day, but it's a little bit better. It gets cooler in the second half, but again, he wants to acclimate these guys to the times of the games. So, you know, that's kind of his thinking, or at least what he told us players seem to be fine with it. Uh, I think they, once they get done with practice, uh, I think they pretty much are wrapped up for the day, and then they go and uh, look at film and go back to the team hotel and then start all over the next day. Yeah, it's interesting we, we start talking about Bruce Arians that is uh, idiosyncrasies because you can't get away from the Bruce Arians stock there. I think he's one of the most intriguing coaches the last couple of decades in the National Football League. And there he is in Tampa, the quarterback whisperer, trying to help Jameis Winston in that offense. Do you think that the Arians era will go to script, at least the script that the Glazer family and everybody in Tampa wants it to go? Well, listen, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, Jameis Winston. I don't know if Jameis gets in that territory. Can he be another Carson Palmer? I, I do think so. I mean, Jameis Winston, I don't think many people argue or debate you know, if the guy's a talented football player, has a strong arm, extremely intelligent when it comes to the X's and O's, can draw anything up on the board. But again, translating that to the field, his big issue has been turnovers. Um, other than Blake Bortles, he's the most turnover-prone quarterback that's been in the league since he was drafted number one overall 
And, uh, and it's not just interceptions, it's fumbles too, because Jameis is a guy that doesn't like to give up on a play. Uh, he wants to extend it as long as he can. A lot of Brett Favre in him. Uh, from that perspective, I'm not certainly comparing the two of those guys as of yet, but he has that gambler, you know, I can do it all mentality, and that gets him in trouble sometimes. And so the thought and hope is that Bruce Arians can coach a little bit of that out of him. But part of coaching it out of him is kind of surrounding Jameis Winston with a better football team. Again, covering New Orleans and the Saints and seeing the Buccaneers twice a year. You know, in this division, there's three great quarterbacks that the Buccaneers have to face. Defensively, they just haven't matched up with them well at all uh, the last few years. And that's got to change. And, and I think if the defense can play better, then I think maybe Bruce can convince Jameis, you don't have to carry this team on your back. We can punt and we can play a little bit of defense. I don't think Jameis felt comfortable ever turning the ball over unless it was a score because he just didn't have a lot of confidence in that defense. Again, he hasn't said that, and he would never say that, but that's uh, it makes a lot of sense to me when you look at it that way. Yeah, we'll get to the defense and uh, some of the guys that they lost to injury already in just a second, but putting a bow on Jameis. Picked up his fifth-year option, making $21 million just under it this year, but not signed long-term. This seems like – I don't even think it seems like – everybody knows this is a prove-it year for Jameis, right, if you want to be the franchise guy there. Yeah, no, it really is. Now, again, this team has the option to do uh, what a lot of teams do with those quarterbacks and, and, and franchise him if they're not 100% sure about Jameis Winston after one year. And you know what? Jameis may have some early season struggles. This is a brand-new offense. He's been under Dirk Cutter um, his first four seasons in the NFL when Dirk was the offense coordinator and then, of course, as the head coach. So this is going to be brand-new for Jameis Winston. And he didn't have a great day-to-day at practice. It was an up-and-down. I mean, Jameis made some – terrific throws and and he threw the ball to the other team quite a bit as well today so uh but that's Jameis in practice Jameis is a guy that doesn't care how many interceptions he throws in practice he's not going to throw the ball out of bounds or throw it at a receiver's feet doesn't matter doesn't count he's going to see what he can get away with and I don't think that's the worst thing in the world but um you know there's still that option that Jameis could be back again next year in limbo on a franchise tag uh but I think everybody would prefer Jameis Winston to step up and become that elite quarterback, that top 10 quarterback that talent-wise he's capable of doing. Um, and uh, if not, then then maybe it's time to turn the page. But listen, Bruce Arians is here partly because of Jameis Winston. And if Jameis Winston goes, then most likely Jason Light, the general manager, gets fired. Jason Light and Bruce are great fan, uh, friends. Look, it's an avalanche, right? The snowball heading downhill if, if Jameis doesn't play well. So there's a lot of pressure not just on Jameis personally, but for this organization. And a lot of people's jobs are riding on Jameis playing well. That's interesting. I would imagine a lot of Jameis Winston and Bucks fans because of his time at Florida State. Are the fans there in his corner on this? Are they split? What's what's the fan base reaction been? Yeah, no, I'd say it's it's probably 65-35 in favor of Jameis. There's going to always be those that didn't want Jameis to start with. Now, um, Marcus Mariota hasn't necessarily lit up the league either, and he's a guy that's in limbo too this year. So, again, now had Marcus Mariota, uh, you know, been to the three Pro Bowls and, and been to a Super Bowl or to a title game, um, you know, then I think it would be <laughs> it would be a lot worse as far as that split goes. But there are some, you know, a, a solid Florida State fan base in this Buccaneer organization. But um, you know, I think the fans are still behind Jameis Winston. Look, they just want to win, and it's been a long time. The Bucks were nine and seven a few years ago under Dirk Cutter, and then they were ten and six under Raheem Morris in 2010. But since that, you got to go back to the Gruden's um, final year when this team, I think, was nine and seven. 
since they had a winning season and the year before that when they went to the playoffs, I think, which is 2007. So it's been a long time, and this fan base deserves a winning football team. And they don't care if it's me, you, Jameis, uh, Bruce Arians himself under center. They just want to get back to the playoffs again. Great stuff here from Mark Cook as we go around the NFC South, editor-in-chief for the Pewter Report, pewterreport.com, covering the Bucks there. And one of their big defenders, and we get to that side of the ball that you said is just some kind of a, a shiv the last few seasons in Tampa. Well, Jason Pierre-Paul, another off-season injury. He fractures his neck. How big is his loss, Mark? Well, Guy led the team in sacks last year, 12 and a half or 12. I can't remember. I'm getting old now, but uh, he was definitely the leader. Broke that double-digit sack mark that the Buccaneers had not had one since Simeon Rice back in the mid-2000s. So it was a long time coming. Um, So they're going to have to find a way to replace those sacks. And I don't know that there's a guy on this roster that's a 12-sack guy. So they're going to have to manufacture some sacks. Now, the good news is this isn't going to be Mike Smith's defense anymore. It's going to be Todd Bowles' defense, which is an attacking-style defense, which blitzes a lot, including linebackers, corners, uh, nickel cornerbacks, safeties. Uh, they'll bring anybody. I, I saw a popcorn vendor today sneaking up on a blitz. So uh, Todd Bowles will send anybody he can at any time, and, and they're going to need uh, to get three sacks from one position, four from another, five you know, from Indominus Sue, maybe uh, three more from Vita Vea. If it all adds up to that 40 sack mark, which I think every team wants to be at, then I think they'll be okay. But uh, I don't know that there's a 12 sack guy on this roster right now. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Todd Bowles there. He was great when he was in Arizona. Brissarians uh, also obviously coached in Arizona. Is he that, that antidote that this defense needs? I hope so. And, and I say that again because. You know, I feel sorry for this fan base, to be honest with you. Look, it can't get much worse than it was last year. I believe the Buccaneers finished 29th in total defense. Uh, Lovey Smith was here. They were bad. They were towards the bottom uh, bottom of the league as well. Uh, you know, this is a completely different thing, a lot more 3-4 looks, uh, completely different style than they've played before, again, a more attacking style. It's going to be fun. I don't, you know, look, but every, you know this from, from covering football, uh, when you blitz, if you don't get there, you're exposing somebody's somebody's exposed, right? Somebody's going to be open on the other side of the ball. So, um, you know, it's going to should make for some exciting football. But look, if this defense can just be competent, and I say competent, uh, a top 20 defense, not even top 10. If this is an 18th, 19th ranked defense with a talent on offense, uh, I think that helps Jameis Winston. And I think this football team can look at that eight and eight, nine and seven possibility there. Now, Bruce, took a, a, a four or five win team in Arizona his first year and turned them around into a 10 win team. So uh, he's confident that he can do it. Uh, but as you know, it's not just the talent on the field. There's a lot of luck involved in trying to stay healthy and those things as well. But quicker this team picks up this defense and understands it and, and understands the concepts of it, um, the better this football, the football team will be. But they need the defense to, to pull their uh, pull their weight because this was a top five offense in the NFL last year and scoring yards, the whole nine yards. So they can move the football. There's a lot of talent there. Now, finally, Mark, expectations versus reality. What are the expectations right now? And uh, are, are they too high? Are they too low? How does those line up with reality? Well, I'm not a Vegas guy, although I've been once. <laughs> and I want to go back again. But uh, they got the Buccaneers at six or six and a half is what we're seeing. And I'll be honest with you. They've been dead on the last few years. I don't know how they do it, but they have been. Um, I think expectations, this was a 5-11 football team two years in a row. Bruce Arians said it yesterday. Um, a few less turnovers, a few less Bucks beating the Bucks, and a couple uh, you know, made kicks last year. 
and it's an eight and eight football team. So I think that's the minimum goal or the minimum expectation for most people is to get to that 500 mark. And anything over that is just going to be a bonus and, and a little more icing on the cake. He's Mark Cook. Be sure you follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow at Mark Cook 1970. Covers the Bucks at thepewterreport.com and also editor in chief there. Mark, it's always good to talk to you. Enjoy the heat. Well, I guess a little less heat, right? Because you're in the evenings. So enjoy your camp. We are wearing the evenings and uh, we dodged the rain and, and actually went inside today in the indoor facility, which was nice. So. Yeah, I won't be getting my uh, won't be getting my my can on. I guess this August. <laughs> there you go. Okay, we'll talk to you during the season, Mark. All right, guys, take care. All right, there goes Mark Cook. We will take a break. We will get to Atlanta and then Carolina a little bit later this hour. Coming back with two special guests, surprise guests out at Saints camp. One of them, spoiler, little hint, might have a new mega shoe deal. We'll hear from them when we come back here on the last lap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.